I want to welcome Agile XRM to the podcast. I've known the people at Agile XRM for the past 12 years. I've seen how their business process management tool can add massive value to complex organizational processes in sectors such as finance and government. If you have complex processes or a need for dialogues on the Power Platform or Dynamics 365, take a look at how this BPM tool can add value. You can find them at agilexrm.com or check out the show notes for more details. Welcome to the MVP show. Today we have Saralf. He's uh, from Archer Point. He's a six-time MVP uh, awardee. Uh, very interesting journal focused on Business Central. And, you know, just interesting how he became an MVP. You know, he, he didn't even realize that the blogging he was doing really for self-archiving um, of, of information he was learning um, turned out to enable him to become an MVP. Anyhow, full show notes for this episode can be found at nz365guy.com forward slash 255. Uh, so let's get on with the show. Saurav, welcome to the MVP show. Thanks, Mark, for having me in the show. Good to have you on the show. I see you're a very prolific contributor in the community, helping out a lot of people around Dynamics 365 Business Central and, and you know, in the past and in, in NAV uh, side of things. Tell me, what part of the world are you located in and uh, what do you do when you're not working? So I'm, I'm lo- located in the uh, northern part of India, a small uh, town called Dehradun, which is capital of an state called Uttarakhand. And, you know, just to place it geographically, it's kind of uh, on the foothills of Himalayas. And the city is majorly known for, it's it's kind of a tourist place. And uh, the state itself is uh, known for its religious place, you know, existence in, in, in our history. Okay, so that's more mainly Hindu-based, would it be? Uh, yes. Yeah, very good, very good. And and if I was coming to visit, what's the best things I should be eating um, when I visit your region? The food here is kind of a mixed uh, kind of blend that you'll get because uh, the city was in past was ruled by different rulers. Like uh, for a period of time, we were being ruled, uh, this area was being ruled by Nepalese uh, people from Nepal and then British had ruled here. So you get all kind of foods like from that are origin from Nepal, China, and then some from India, uh, specific to this region. And and so when you're not working, what do you get up to for entertainment and, and relaxation? So uh, for entertainment, I'm so much into movies and web series and uh, other than that, the only hobby that I have is kind of uh, spend my time on my kitchen garden that we have next to our house. So yeah, I'm not I'm, uh, more, you know, I like to be in the home rather than going out. I preferred it from, from my childhood, I guess. Nice, nice. And you have a family? Uh, yes, as in luckily, uh, still a joint family. Uh, you know, uh, my parents, uh, two sisters, one brother, and then I'm married, my wife, and we have a daughter, uh, which is just two years old now. So, yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. And you like being a parent? Yeah, it's fun. As in, it's, you know, it's a responsibility, but at the same time, it's fun to see how, you know, how a uh, newborn sees the word and understand and learns from you. So you feel responsible that you need to pass on some good, you know, uh, learnings to your kid. So yeah, it's it's fun and responsibility for sure. 
So, Saurav, tell me about your journey into technology. How did you get started? Why did you choose, you know, Dynamics 365 NAV and now Business Central? What what made that, out of all the kind of software technologies out there, was the one that you decided to pursue for your career? Uh, yeah, whenever I looked uh, back in my past and think about it, I actually let it happen the way, uh, you know, the Almighty God would have planned it for me. So I, I never... Uh, thought to be a nav developer or business central developer now but it all fall through the line automatically i guess i you know i had different kind of options when i completed my engineering but didn't opt it for any then went for my masters and didn't opt it for any and then from some some way i get into nav and the company who hired me after that they never hired someone from you know school so that was their first time and maybe the last time and i don't know if they are doing it now or not but it's just how you know the god planned the life i i think that's how it happened and and you know you've been an mvp for six years um how did you get into the mvp program how did you find out about it and how did you ultimately get nominated and come into the program so yeah, as I earlier said, I, I don't plan things. So uh, the same happened for MVP. I, I I had no idea about MVP program before I became an MVP. So uh, it, it's kind of a story that uh, how it happened as in I started uh, working with Dynamics Nav in 2009. Role Taylor Client was introduced. So that was a big change at that time you know everybody was talking about it and nobody knew how things worked there and luckily being a junior developer at that time um it, you know all the research work was given to me that okay find how this work in this role data client and i i normally get interested with these kind of thing but uh, the only thing that i was finding hard is where i save all that info which i'm learning every day you know because it's hard to organize things in FTPs and all. So somebody suggested to write a blog somewhere and just for, you know, just keep it there. So I started a free blog with bloggers and the intention of blog was not to share info at that time, was just to keep a you know, repo for me so that if somebody asks me internally or if I have to go back and see something, I should be able to go there. Then somewhere around after four years of starting that blog, uh, I attended a training session in Microsoft Delhi office about performance. And uh, one of the Microsoft employees, I guess he was from Australia. He was conducting the training. He was part of the support team. He suggested that I should be an MVP. And then I came back home, read about it. But then I forgot about it thinking that it's for you know senior developers because i was still a junior developer and then i guess he nominated me and then one fine day while i was driving back uh to my native i was uh earlier placed in delhi um one of my office colleague anil anil pande called me and said that you are an mvp now and because back then these announcements were have you know were done publicly by microsoft so everybody knew and I, you know, I was told by one of my colleagues in my previous company. So yeah, I, I never planned that, but I guess it happened as, as I started contributing. Did, did it have any impact on your career? 
previous company was not able to utilize uh, the way they should be because I guess that that was the first uh, em- uh, employer that they had who was an MVP. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it does help when you, you know, um, when you look for a job or when you change a job. So you don't have to prove or go through a rigorous interview process to explain uh, that, you know, as in people still ask questions, which is pretty good in interviews but they don't ask those basic questions that do you know this and that you you know when i look at your profile and what i can see online you you seem to be doing a heck of a lot of helping and educating other people in the community uh you know since you've been an mvp how 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 important is is now what you're doing around educating and helping others um you know with their business central journey um or nav journeys uh yeah it's it's very important at this point to uh have a you know planned learning if you can as as an individual because with this change uh, i i see that a trend in the community where people think that it's just a new uh area where you have to code but the coding standards are not changed which is not actually true you need to actually adjust to the new model and then i i would even say that you have to start thinking in a different way while you are coding in al rather than in cl as in as a developer i always used uh, the break fix method of my coding in cl where i'll write something i'll run it and if it breaks then i'll fix it that you know that was the traditional style of an app developer i would say but now in al you should sit with a piece of a paper and pen and design your uh, solution first and then envision what you want to subscribe where you want to subscribe and how you want to shape that uh, extension for the better word so that you don't end up uh, you know impacting the whole system performance so it's not just uh, that i know how to write code in cl i'll be able to write in al yes you will be but it's hard so it it's a time where uh, the community needs some guided learning for sure mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and are you seeing a massive demand in india for people wanting to learn business central and and uh yeah well really business central nowadays is there, is there a lot of people entering their career in that space uh yeah as in there are uh, most of the companies that are in in based on india are still have partners around the world as in customers around the world and uh, with that what happens is like business central is not available for india right now so oh is that right yeah. okay so all your work is remote to to other countries <laughs> right uh, i guess the last release for india was 2016 yeah 2016 or 2017 so uh, the part uh, the partners who have customers around the globe like in australia or in us they are getting into this zone of learning and you know trying out with their extensions and all right right so you pretty much anybody that currently is in india working on a business central project would would generally be working for uh, offshore as in for uh, another partner somewhere else yeah and the partner or a customer directly outside Wow, I did not know that. So, I see you're you're scheduled to speak at Dynamics Con, is that right? Are you going to be speaking on upgrading from NAV to BC? 
Uh, yes, that's uh, that's in schedule right now. I due to COVID, I had to cancel my uh, uh, summit uh, this year. Uh, I was going to be presenting there. I had two academy class and few sessions, but yeah, that that's kind of cancelled. So yeah, I was uh, contacted from DynamicsCon, and you know, I'm I'm happy to present there. Nice, nice. And so, how much online, as in with COVID happening? How much? How much have you switched now to be doing online presentations and and that being kind of more what you're doing than in person type events? So I uh, I started doing or uh, presenting in events maybe a year ago, not not earlier than that. I I did it last year in summit, and then year before that, I guess in focus once. So it's it's kind of new for me right now as in presenting in person so most of it was also earlier uh, online and still it's online what's the key differences you you kind of adopt in your presentation style um from presenting online to in person like because you don't have any feedback from the audience right you have no idea whether they're understanding by their look on their faces or anything like that what you're talking about so have you have you do you do anything different now for online presentations as opposed to when you were doing it in in the room? Uh, so yeah, as in uh, that's a huge difference. As in, uh, I we as Archer Point uh, provided training for AL development maybe two months ago, and I was doing it virtually from here, and people were there from US. The the problem is as as you said rightly that you can't read the faces and because you cannot see them so it's hard to understand that who is understanding it and who needs a little bit more help. So normally if it is not a community session where I have a defined time frame I normally tend to keep half an hour uh, you know a block of half an hour time either before or after so that people who want to go deep into the questions that they have I'm you know I'm happy to help there also how are you finding like from a community contribution perspective with these changes do you find you're you're missing if you like that human connection with other people how are you handling the whole covid experience in that respect uh yes as in uh, the human connection is super important and i i see it when i present uh, virtually like i i did present focus this year virtually with one of my colleague and you can't uh, um, you know you can't understand what people are thinking when they are seeing it and on a, on a person to person session people come out to you after the session they they, if they have doubts, they won't get more clarity on something. So it, it, you know, it. I, I think it's just a way around till the point we figure out the COVID problem, and then we should get back to normal. Tell me, where does Power Platform play in in with Business Central? Are you finding that you're you're building Power Apps? Uh, are you doing nothing in that space, or or how are you kind of using things like Power Automate, Power Apps, and and even um, virtual agents from a business central perspective? I have tried it for, just for my learning and, and knowledge as in the power apps and automate and flow. Um, but as an I, uh, my major work is around upgrading uh, our customers to, to the latest and greatest version that's available. And you don't see... Uh, there are, I guess I, we have seen one or two customers who were, you know, a little bit technical asking about how Power Act Automate and Flow work with Business Central. 
so it's on on the domain that i'm kind of focused on which is upgrade i don't see much of power automate but i'm pretty sure that in rest of the archer point there are people who are utilizing it with with customers and archer point is the company you work for right yes yeah just if the if the listeners weren't certain so tell me you know you've been an mvp what six or seven years now what's been the best part of being an mvp for you the best thing that i would say is to get that information beforehand as in it's available where it's in the beta phase where you know it's still in uh, so as an mvp I, i get those info and i can try it out before it's available and provide feedback to microsoft if you know if i see a area that can be improved and yeah as in i never <laughs> attended mvp summit but uh, I, i this year i was able to because it was virtual so yeah there is so much info that, and there are so many areas where the product is enhancing as in it's hard to keep pace with with the changes that are happening so yeah as an mvp we get that info beforehand so it's always easy to kind of uh, apply that into the work that we are doing as well as uh, providing feedback to microsoft if you think that there is an area of improvement Yeah, good. Do do you have many people ask you about how to become an MVP and interested in becoming one and what advice do you give them? Yeah, this is a very common question as an I I've been asked on LinkedIn, all other social medias and emails. And as I said earlier, I I I don't know the path that you can follow, but I can have some maybe some suggestions around it. And this is what I think when I look back what I did. Uh, it's you know it's all about sharing your knowledge and if you are someone who don't like to share uh, then i guess this is not for you but if you like to share then don't keep that knowledge base with you as in that knowledge base is should be shareable to the community uh, like the other thing i would say is don't blog or share your knowledge just to be having a target to be an mvp because that's what i did so maybe that makes sense to me share it because you want to share it you know or share it because you want to keep it somewhere so that if somebody asks you you don't have to redo that work again you have a repo where you can guide them that go there read about it uh, and people also ask that it's hard to you know blog and uh, i don't think it's impossible as an i'm not getting plenty of time now with you know with all these years in nab and business central but i always believe that you learn something new every day and if you think about it that can be translated to a blog every day you can write a blog if you have time so so that's a, one thing a lot of people struggle with like they go you know how do i come up with topics for a blog but you're saying every day you should be able to come up with new ideas and blogs and things like that yeah you should never look what others are. i i never look what others are doing as in it's good to read what others are doing but i you know i don't uh, like to write on topics with other others are writing because it's already written you know so if you if i am researching something let's say i'm researching for uh, field refs or record refs if i find something uh, from um, using google that okay this is already written which is good i use it and i find that okay this can be generalized and shared as a knowledge 
go ahead as in it's your space you can write about it and i still learn things every day and i make note of it because i'm not getting time to put it into uh, convert it to a blog but i make notes out of it that okay this is i learned today and it should go as a blog someday so uh, topics are endless and it you know like i work majorly on upgrades and that's one of the area which most of the developer don't like to work on but if still being in upgrades i can come up with a topic every day then i can think of people whose uh, you know everyday task is to do new implementation or write new code they have endless possibility of writing a blog All righty, look at that. We're already on time. That was that was a, an interesting discussion. Are you ready for some quick fire questions? Uh yes. Okay, here it is. First one. If you could solve one world problem, what would it be? Right now, COVID. <laughs> yeah. If you had to relive the one day uh one day of your life over and over again, which day would you choose? Uh the day I became father. Nice. What's the most embarrassing and most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to you um well on a date? Uh I never had been dating so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. What's the first thing you remember buying with your own money and you could be, you know, you could be a child or or a teenager but what was the first thing you ever bought with your own money? I don't remember exactly but I remember this that I bought something for my mother or from my first salary. Ah, very nice. That's very nice. Um What thing are you most scared to tell your parents? I you know I can't think of anything. <laughs> you can't think of Yeah, my parents have died so I as an I I'd find that hard as well but um I'm sure I did something bad when I was a teenager that I probably wouldn't tell them. Um would you rather watch a movie at home or at a movie theater? Home. Home. Awesome. Uh, Sarab, it's been great having you on the show. If people want to kind of see, you know, what blogs or, or what social media are on, and where you post, and 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 content like YouTube, where can they find you? Uh, so yeah, I my blog is uh, sarabdhani dot com, and then I'm available in every social media with the same uh, name on LinkedIn, Twitter, uh, Facebook, everywhere, and then as you said, YouTube is also there. Hey, thanks for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed that show and learned something from Sarab and his journey on becoming an MVP, and maybe that's a plan for you one day. Uh, remember, full show notes for this episode can be found at nz365guy.com forward slash 255. I'm your host, Business Applications MVP Mark Smith, otherwise known as nz365guy, and I'll see you next week, same time, same place, for another episode of the MVP Show.